than dads. But as dads, you know about all three of those, I'm sure, firsthand. You know, when you have a baby in the house, there's always kind of a competition about who says, whether the baby says, Dada or Mama first. Is it going to be that D word or that M word? Somehow, Dada kind of wins out. I think it's because the da sound is easier than the ma sound. But somehow, dads take pride in the fact that said baby chose them first. Now, father, that's a little harder, because that sounds so profound and so official. It has a certain authority to it, and it just sounds grand. Most of us who have ever heard mom say, just wait until your father gets home, knows exactly what I'm talking about. But our father in heaven certainly has that grand sound to it, and it demands respect. And we're so very privileged to be able to worship in his house every single week of the year. Not everyone is that privileged. So hats off to all your dads out there, and if you're lucky enough to have your dad in your life, be sure to let him know how important he is to you every single day, not just on Father's Day. Challenge, change, and faith. We all face the first two quite often in our lives, but we have to bring faith into that too. Back in January, I spoke about tough times and how God is here for us if we just listen and trust him. I also disclosed to you that I had received a Fitbit fitness tracker for my Christmas gift and how it knew more just it just knew a little bit more about me than I knew about myself. Somewhat like God knows about us more than we know about ourselves. Well, let me give you a little update on that. It still knows more about me than I know about myself. And I really don't like that sometimes. Like when I sleep more than it thinks I should, or when I haven't moved enough in a specific amount of time, insinuating to me that I'm a little lazy. I take that kind of personally. It does give me motivation to challenge myself to get exercise. It challenges me to have a specific amount of steps in an hour. If I get more, great. It might give me a little yahoo. If I don't, it does give me a little nudge to get moving. You see, just putting on a Fitbit tracker does not make you fit. You actually have to work for it. You see, we as humans, we want to be rewarded for everything we do. We start this out as children. Our parents give us little rewards and treats for doing things. And then we get allowances as we get older. And then as adults, we get paychecks for hours worked. That's just how we work. It had got me thinking about how God knows everything we do and think without needing a reward 
His reward is our faith in him. I had said that we needed a God fit. Maybe God could give us a little nudge when we get stressed and when we would be reminded to pray, to just lay it in his hands. I now remind myself about that once I started thinking about it. And when I get stressed, I start to pray. And I have to admit, it has helped. <clears throat> Psalm 55.22, excuse me, says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will never let the righteous fall. You see, when difficult times come, and they will, we have a choice to either go down under it or to try to rally and look to the one for whom help comes. Challenge yourself to make a change. Have faith that will work out as God's great plan for you. In order for my Fitbit to make a difference in my life, I had to make a change. I had to rise to that challenge and have faith that it truly would make a difference. Just as being a Christian and praying changes lives, you can't just say, I'm a Christian, and make everything okay. You have to make a change. One small challenge, like challenging yourself to make a change, like going 24 hours without complaining, not even once, could make a difference. Reward yourself for making just a quarter of the way through, and then go half the way, and then farther. Have faith that this challenge is attainable, and have faith that changing is possible, and faith will make it happen, and watch how your life starts to challenge. There's a slide that I found when I was doing research for this message, and it says everything happens for a reason, and that reason causes change. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's hard. But in the end, it's all for the best. Never stop trusting God and his plans. In John chapter 1 and 2, we learn about John the Baptist. John the Baptist faced a challenge, change, and faith full on. God sent him to tell about the light so that everyone might believe of his testimony. Now, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. God came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in and accepted him, he gave the right to become children's God, children of God. They are reborn, not of a physical birth resulting from human passion and plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the world became human and made his home again. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of Father's one and only Son. Now, there's no getting around it. John the Baptist was unique. He wore odd clothes and ate strange food. 
and preached an unusual message to the Judeans who went out to the wastelands to see him. But John did not aim in his uniqueness for his own sake. Instead, he aimed at obedience. He knew he had a specific role to play in the world, announcing the coming of the Savior. And he put all his energies to this task. This wild-looking man had no power or position in the Jewish or political system, but he spoke with almost irresistible authority. People were moved by his words because he spoke the truth. He was challenging them to turn from their sins, and he baptized them as a symbol of their repentance. They responded by the hundreds, even thousands. But even as people crowded to him, he pointed beyond himself, never forgetting that his main role was to announce the coming of the Savior. God has given each of us a purpose for living, and we can trust him to guide us. John didn't even have the complete Bible as we know it today but he focused on his life, on the truth he knew from the available Old Testament. Likewise, we can discover in God's world the truths he wanted us to know. And as these truths work in us and others, we'll be drawn to him. Can you, can God use you in a way he uses no one else? Let him know our willingness to follow him today. Do you challenge yourself to speak the word of God to make a change in others' life to work toward faith? Take on challenge. Change someone. Give faith. Another great example of power of faith is in Mark 4, 39-41. It says, He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be silent. Then the wind abated, and there was great calm. And he said to them, Why are you fearful? Do you not yet have faith? And they were terribly frightened and began to say to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? Now these were seasoned fishermen. And Jesus, the fishermen had Jesus right there in the boat with them, sleeping peacefully. He was just chilling. And they didn't even ask him until they had exhausted all other options and were about to perish at sea. They worked feverishly and tirelessly with all their might, to no avail. These storms were mightier and stronger than they had ever faced. They knew every trick of the sea, and they were beaten this time, and they were about to go down with their ship. Until they finally went to Jesus in frustration and said, Jesus, how can you sleep? We are sinking. The storm is too strong. The waves are sinking our boat. Why aren't you helping us? And with, Jesus, and with that, Jesus woke up, and the waves were gone. The sea was calm, 
he raised his arm and he said, quiet, be calm. Now we know that Jesus didn't even need to wake up. He knew when he sent the fishermen out into the sea that that storm was coming. He knew the fishermen were in trouble. He was just waiting for them to finally give in, put their faith in him, and ask for help. He didn't need to make a grand gesture with his arm, but he did. Perhaps it was to make the men know that it was truly him that was making those waves calm down. He wanted them to ask for help. He knew they couldn't save themselves. He knew they had to put their faith in him. How many times have you worked and worried and stressed and sweated and feared before you finally stopped and asked Jesus for help? Challenge. Need to make that change and have faith. God is with you all the way. In Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it. Faith is the reason we remember great people who have lived in the past. It is by faith we understand that the whole world was made by God's command so that we will see was so what we see was made by something that cannot be seen. Now our church is going to be facing some challenges here soon. We're already in transition phase. Pastor Peggy has given her last message to us. She's retiring after seven years. We've gotten real used to how things are done here with her. The order of the service, when she's in the office, where she is when we want her. We send her a message, she sends a message back. It's real easy. We've gotten used to the fact that she's on time, organized, believes in the budget. The Book of Discipline is implemented into our structure. We've gotten used to having Forrest around to do things. He fixes things. He's painted and painted and painted some more. He's done a lot of things behind the scenes, and so has Pastor Peggy, that a lot of us don't have a clue has even happened. The computer system, that's been a challenge. We're going to miss their help with that for sure. We certainly wish them well with this, with their beginning of their retirement. It's going to make wonderful changes in their life, and we hope that they're going to enjoy it. Their never-ending faith will be well-served in anything they do. I'm sure they will continue to serve the Lord in a big way. Their challenges will be different. Their changes will probably be welcomed, but their faith will never end. 
Now we are going to be welcoming a new pastor into our church. She will bring new ideas, new schedules, and perhaps a new style of preaching. We really don't know. We don't have a clue what she'll be like. We have seen many styles of different ministering in our church over the years. Each, preach, each pastor delivers the same message that God is great, but they all have their own style of spreading that beautiful word. To some, that could be exciting. To others, that could be a little scary. Change can be stressful. It challenges us. We will have to put our faith in God once again that the decisions made by the district are for our best interest. We need to put our faith in God that the changes we are about to make will be positive ones. Psalm 27:14 says, Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage. And let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. When it comes to destiny, sometimes we have to take a leap of faith. We aren't sure exactly where God is leading us, but we have to make our decisions based on the faith that God will make our destiny possible instead of making decisions of fear. So I want to challenge you, before you start to judge, make hasty decisions that are unwarranted. Step back and gather some messages. Change is difficult. It is like walking into the darkness. It is frightening. But we must remember, we are never alone. God is making the decisions right along with us, and he is challenging us to look forward to the change and to have faith that he is with us and we will be led to him, the greatest father we could ever worship. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Please pray with me. Dear God, Help us look forward to and welcome the changes we are about to see as a welcome new beginning. Give us clear eyes to seek beautiful, fresh ideas as we continue to worship you, our greatest Father. Amen. We have the ushers.
dear God, thank you for all these gifts that are given in honor of you today and see that they are used as you see fit in honor of your name. Amen. Our closing music is We Gather Together.